Hey everybody! Before we get started today, Al and I wanted to tell you about some exciting things happening here at our network, Word Salad Productions. We at Word Salad are now on Patreon at patreon.com slash wordsalad, and we've got big stuff in the works over there. By supporting our network, you'll get regular access to patron-exclusive content from CadaverCast and our sister podcasts, quote-unquote guilty, the countdown movies and TV reviews, and dealing with Philip. And you'll also, as a Word Salad patron, be entered to win various raffles and giveaways. Anything you donate will, of course, go toward keeping the Word Salad content coming, as it does cost real-life money to keep podcasts going. And as always, at CadaverCast, we pledge that any money our podcast brings in over basic upkeep will go into a college fund for Alistair. What do you think about that, Al? Very good. And our first patron-exclusive bit of content is in fact a huge one, an international production mashing up Cadavercast, quote-unquote guilty, and the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews podcasts. It's a special horror-themed episode, and we really think you're going to like it. What's more, if you head on over to patreon.com slash wordsalad and contribute during the month of October, you'll be entered to win our October raffle, and Al... Why don't you tell our listeners what they'll be entered to win? A Batman statue. A Batman statue, that's right. It's a Batman Q-Fig statuette. Alistair has one himself that he keeps above his bed. And how cool is it, Al? So much cool. You heard it here. It's so much cool. You definitely want to be entered to win this. It's a tiny Batman on top of a walk that looks like a bird. Yeah, that sounds like so much cool to me. Yeah, it does to me too. And if you want to see how cool it is, you can hop on over to the Word Salad Twitter page at Word Salad Pro on Twitter, and we have a picture of it up there. So head on over to patreon.com slash wordsalad today and become a patron of Word Salad Productions to not only gain access to exclusive content and potentially win cool things, but also help out this little guy. His name is Al... That's right. And once again, head on over to patreon.com slash wordsalad if you want to help us out. That's right. Thanks. That was so much fun. Welcome, Quiddles and Creeps, to another episode of CadaverCast. I'm Al Burnham. And I'm his dad, Jeff Burnham. And what movie are we talking about this week, Alistair? Grizzly. That's right, we're talking about 1976's Grizzly. Before we even dive into it, I want to talk about who was involved in the making of this movie, because you'd look at it, and it might not seem that impressive to the average viewer, but... To anybody who has any significant affinity for cult film in general, you will see a number of recognizable names and faces on this thing. The film was directed by William Girdler, which is huge. Girdler directed Three on a Meat Hook, 
Sheba Baby with Pam Greer. He directed Abby, which is the black exploitation exorcist. He also directed Day of the Animal, and his last film was The Manitou, which he directed and was released in 1978. And 1978 was actually the year that William Girdler died. He died at the age of 30. He was really young. He died when he was making a movie? Let me look that up really quick. Oh, he just got cancer or something. Okay, so it's actually what I thought. He died in a helicopter crash. Helicopters crash sometimes. Grizzly also stars Christopher George, who horror fans might recognize from City of the Living Dead by Lucio Fulci. So with that out of the way, let's move into Grizzly itself. Maybe you should tell our listeners a little bit about Grizzly and its plot. What happens in Grizzly without spoiling the ending? Let's not talk about the ending just yet. Every time we start the podcast, I I just... Tornado to the end. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what I'm trying to avoid. Let's savor the ending a little bit. The ending of this movie is amazing, and we will get to it, but let's save the ending. Why don't you just tell our listeners what kind of happens in the rest of the movie? It starts out with, like, some guys riding in a helicopter a lot. That's how it starts. That's how it starts. But what's, like, what's the basic idea of the movie? What's going on throughout the movie? Almost like the fly, but... It's it's taking a long time for them to figure out the build, just like they're taking a long time to figure out what the fly is. Okay, so there's a bit of a mystery. In both of them. Sure, sure. They're yeah, they don't know what's up with this bear. They don't know what's wrong with the bear. What's the bear doing? The bear is just sneaky. Sure, it's sneaky, but what is it doing while it's sneaking around? What's the problem? Killing Why? People. There you go. It's set in a national park. And our protagonist is actually in charge of keeping everybody in the park safe. All of the campers, all of the hikers, it's his job to keep them safe. Remember when we hear the bear, but it's just the guy's pet dog, but it sounded like the bear? No, I don't. Are you talking about when the cub sneaks up on them? Yeah. The cub? The baby bear? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, yeah. Okay, yeah, so it's not a pet dog. It's a it's a cub. Yeah, it's just a tiny bear. But that one gets killed. Yeah, that one does get killed. Yeah. It gets eaten, I mean. The bigger one is giant, and it eats the little one, because it's all like a baby, and it got bigger. The grizzly in question? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, all animals start off as babies, sure. So who is getting attacked by this grizzly? Why is this a problem for the park? It's because they can't see the grizzly, they don't know where the grizzly is, and they hear the grizzly attacking, but they don't know where it is, and they don't know where the people is, or they're alive, or they're dead, they don't know what's happening. Yeah, sure, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're trying to find this grizzly because it's out there, it's in the park, and this is the problem, it's in this national park where there shouldn't even be grizzly bears, and it's eating people. It's a man-eating grizzly. Yeah, it is. And it's not just any normal grizzly bear, is it? No. What's different about this grizzly from the other grizzlies? What are we told in the movie? It's deadly. Yeah, it is deadly. Normally, they tell us grizzly bears won't eat people. At least, you know, not people who aren't messing with their babies or anything. But this grizzly bear, some kind of monster grizzly bear. It eats babies and doesn't like anything. No, no, it doesn't like anything. No. 
No, and it's because it's not a normal bear. It's a bear that we're told is some kind of million-year-old bear. I don't really understand what's going on there. They they told it's a mama bear. Well, they think it might be at first, but it turns out to just be some very like old prehistoric type of bear, like an oh. like a bear that shouldn't exist anymore. One that should have you know, been wiped out by the passage of time, one that should have evolved into smaller bears. But they tell us grizzlies typically only get seven feet tall-ish, seven to ten feet tall, and this one is like 15 feet tall. It's huge. The grizzly, it was a bear, but it was a bear from the past. <laughs> kind of, yeah. They they talk about it being, you know, a type of bear that shouldn't have existed any time in the last million years it should have been done a million years ago i guess they're not very clear about that they just kind of write it off in a sentence or two just like with tremors they think it is yeah they think it might be just again like in tremors and tremors they tell us the graboids probably millions of years old should have died out but somehow exist in this one spot same as this bear and they think that same thing in the bear with the fly they think there's no like fly it's different than other flies. Oh, yeah, the disbelief. Ooh, that's good. You're starting to make these connections between the movies. I like that. There's definitely a kind of disbelief surrounding the monsters. And I know this isn't a regular monster movie. Grizzly is obviously about a bear, and bears exist. So this one's a little bit different. But that's kind of why I wanted this challenge here. And Al's that's clearly picking up on this, aren't you, bud? It's almost like monster movies are surrounding the other monster movies. You mean that they're all connected somehow? Yeah, they're almost connected to each other. It's almost like the same monster movie in one monster movie. Okay, so what you're saying is that monster movies have conventions. They have predictable elements to them that we can expect when we look at any monster movie. Yeah, so other monster movies connect to other monster movies. Yeah, and you they wanna... have the same thing. And they have like long figurements out or stops. Yeah, so what like... you're saying is all of these monster movies we've been watching have similarities. Yeah, and we've only seen one that got that has a stop at the end, and it's called The Blob. That's yeah. the only one we've watched, but I think there's more. Oh than... yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll find more in our in our journey through monster movies. I'm sure we will find more where they just stop the monster and don't necessarily have to kill it the grizzly movie we watched today is matching the other movies yeah and that's not an accident either that's because monster movies just like any other kind of movie have elements that are the same from one movie to another which is why people like them if you like a superhero movie Right? Yeah. Superhero movies nowadays are going to have giant laser beams and explosions at the end. Huge fights. That's and how superhero movies work. some monster bad guys or exactly. monsters look like bad guys. Yeah, you don't get superhero movies where the superheroes are just like picking up their laundry and doing their taxes and stuff. Because that's not what makes a superhero movie exciting. I mean, you have James Gunn's The Specials, which is about superheroes on their day off. Uh, not a kid-friendly movie, by the way. But that's an exception to the rule. Superhero movies follow fairly similar formulas. And that's one word for it, formula. Yeah. And I want to point out to our listeners in terms of formula that Grizzly, it's not just a basic monster movie. It's a very specific type of monster movie. 
It is, in fact, Jaws. Jaws came out in 1975. Al, you haven't seen Jaws yet, but I presume many of our listeners will have seen Jaws. It's a shark movie. And Grizzly is exactly Jaws, pretty much note for note, except it's on land, right? This is kind of the most successful Jaws on land movie. It was also like the most successful independent movie of 1976, as I understand it. It still has water. Yeah. Oh, sure. There's still some water. Yeah, but there's no sharks. It's about a bear, right? You take Jaws and you replace shark with grizzly bear and you replace beach with national park and you have the exact movie. I mean, you have the... The bureaucrats who are trying not to shut down the park because it's tourist season. And you have the guy who knows better than the bureaucrats telling him to shut down the park before more people get killed. It's the same thing. You even have three guys hunting down the bear at the end. It's almost like the sock movie and the bear movie are the same. But they still have the same thing, but it's on the end. Yeah, exactly. And one day I'll show you Jaws. Um, The reason we haven't, in case any listeners are wondering is because we like to go to the ocean, you know? And last time we were at the ocean, we saw a shark. It was a tiny shark, right? One of the fishermen caught a shark. Just a baby shark. Yeah. And there's nothing to be concerned about unless you mess with the sharks, unless you're in an area where you know there are a whole bunch of sharks, right? And we play it safe. And we don't want Al to worry Um, about that. So we haven't watched Jaws yet. That said, though, don't let the similarities between Grizzly and Jaws dissuade you from watching it. Don't dismiss this as some sort of Jaws knockoff that isn't worth your time, because there's a lot of amazing stuff in Grizzly. We had so much fun with it, didn't we, buddy? I think the Grizzly is better than Jaws. Well, <laughs> you you Probably. haven't seen Jaws. Um, I'm Jaws, just guessing. You're just guessing? Yeah. I mean, Grizzly is so much fun, and Jaws is probably a perfect movie but grizzly has its own I think it's, goofiness to add to the formula i think it's a little bit better than <laughs> the song so you can take it from a four-year-old who hasn't seen jaws that grizzly is better than jaws a little tiny tiny <laughs> tiny bit i mean i would say that jaws is a better made film because it i mean it had more money behind it i mean that, that doesn't always make a better film but uh, Jaws is a classic. Uh, Spielberg, while maybe not my favorite filmmaker, makes a solid picture, and you don't really get a better creature feature than Jaws. Grizzly, by comparison, has this low-budget charm to it, right? And it also has, in many instances, less convincing gore and creature effects, which, to my mind, is far more fun. I have a lot more fun watching Grizzly than I do watching Jaws. There's only two song movies you and me watch. There's only one song I've watched, and it's called Sharknado. Yeah, Al has seen Sharknado. If you have not listened to it yet, you should actually go back and check out the episode of Quote Unquote Guilty we guest starred on. Um, That episode was about Sharknado. So if you want to hear Al's thoughts on Sharknado, you can find that there on Quote Unquote Guilty. It's our sister podcast, as a matter of fact. With the low-budget nature of this movie in mind, I actually want to go back to your original question, Alistair, which is why don't we see the whole bear the whole time? Why don't we see the bear a lot? The whole bear. The whole bear. There are some good reasons for that and some reasons that aren't quite apparent to me (laughs) in terms of answering that question. Let's first address the issue of the mystery of the movie. 
because the movie is clearly hiding the bear from us at first because it's kind of keeping it secret from us. We have bear vision, we can call it, where we see from the bear's POV, we see through the bear's eyes quite a bit early on in the movie. And we see a lot of the bear's eyes. Yeah, we get a lot of bear vision early on in the movie. And then we see the bear's feet a little bit, and we see the bear's, like, front paw reaching through things and hitting people. And, like, a lot of it, part of its body, but not a lot of its holding, or not a lot of its legs showing. Yeah, and they'll show its legs sometimes, and then even one time it shows the entire bear except for the head of the bear. And it's almost as though the filmmakers are trying to hide what the bear looks like. And you'd think, doing that, when you got to the end of the movie, that you would find out that the bear has, I don't know, some kind of crazy head. You know, that it's got, like, some kind of monster bear head. But when you see the bear, what does the bear look like? Just a regular bear. Just a regular bear. Yeah, you'd think the whole time they're building up the horror of this bear, and when they show it, it's just a cute bear. It's a big it's, bear, but it's a cute bear. It's, it's cute, and it's big, and it's deadly. Cute, but deadly. Cute, and big. And deadly. Kind of like you, except, the, you know, the big thing. <laughs> I'm not deadly. <laughs> Other reasons they don't show us the entire bear have to do with logistics. I mean, clearly, this is a low-budget movie, so they obviously didn't have the bear that they used for the climax of the movie for the whole thing. Otherwise, that would have cost a lot of money. Another reason is that you don't want to have to have a bear interacting with people on screen because what would happen if a bear really like tried to squash a person in its arms that would be bad why because people don't like to get squashed yeah they'd be squashed exactly you can't have a real bear in a movie squeezing people yeah so we don't actually see the real bear interacting with real people what do we get instead a killing bear Instead of an actual bear killing people on screen, what is it that's hitting the people? What is it that's hurting the people? If you're making this movie, how do you do that? Just get a bear, and if you see part of a bear, you just make it with a human. What do you mean by that? I mean, like, if you see part of the bear, it's not just one bear, it's just a human. If you see part of the bear, it's a leg or the body, it's a real bear. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, in the movie, when we see the bear's head or we see the bear walking through the woods or we see the whole bear, it's typically a real bear. But when it's not a real bear in those shots, if we see just part of the bear, like attacking somebody, then it's a person. But it's not just any person. What's that person wearing? Part of a bear. (laughs) It's like in a bear costume. But part of a bear. Sometimes we actually do see almost a full body bear suit on a person at one point, And it's very quick cutaways. Near the end of the movie, in the climax, there are two pretty quick cutaways to somebody in a bear suit. And they look amazingly ridiculous. Remember when we, when the lady's hiding behind the thing, we just see the claws and the hand because the head doesn't break through. He just wants to get the person and then go Yeah, out. early on in the movie when the bear is attacking and we don't see the whole bear because they're hiding the bear from us, all we see is, like, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a human arm inside of a bear suit arm. 
it yeah. clearly looks like basically a grizzly bear glove that they're wearing. If you like look at that person, it's just a person, but it's going for a walk. Yeah, it's pretty hysterical and a great effect. I mean, and I don't say that to be like, if you look at the movie, it's not convincing and it can't play off as a real bear because it works just fine. You know, but as somebody who makes movies myself, I see something like that and I love the ingenuity of it, right? I love this idea that they're on set and they're like, we can't really have a bear swing at somebody or even at a camera because then it would have to be mad. So, well, here, Bill, just put on this bear suit and, you know, swing at us. That's all I have to do. That's all you have to do. You just fake it. Yeah. Fake it is fine. Fake it is what you do. Yeah. It's not like Jaws has a real shark in it. No, right? it's just a pretend it's shark. It's just a pretend shark, which, I mean, you haven't seen it, but yeah, wouldn't they have that shark? It's a robotic shark, you know, giant animatronic. In this, in Grizzly, we do at least have cutaways to a real bear. We have, like, part of a bear cuts away from that, and a whole bear and cuts away from that. Mm-hmm. There's some other great effects in this movie, particularly where the bear knocks off body parts of people and other animals. Do you remember those, Al? Oh, yeah. It's when we saw the arm fly off the lady. Yeah, her arm. Mm-hmm. Got chopped off and fly. We see it fly. They have the, they have this, you know, fake severed arm, you know, that they put in a sleeve to match the sleeve of the woman's shirt and just throw it in front of the camera. But how did they make it flow? Oh, somebody off screen just threw it. Oh, did they... Made a pretend arm? Yeah, it's a pretend arm. Yeah, no, they didn't knock the actress's arm off. That's crazy. Well, I think this is as good a time as any to talk about the content in this movie that some parents might find objectionable for their children. The movie does have a fair bit of gore and blood, actually often a surprising amount of blood. And there are some scratches that you see, like, across people's faces from the bear. And the bear thinks... The whole park is its home, and you see, like, scratches, trees. Yeah, so the bear scratches the trees, and then we see the same claw marks on people's faces and stuff. So there is some gore that you might be concerned about. Al didn't seem to be bothered by it. It's nothing worse than you see in... I didn't see any gore. Yeah, that's like the blood and stuff. That's where people are injured and things like that. It's nothing worse than you'd see in Sharknado, really? I mean, like... The blood was Owen's when the bear's <laughs> Sure. Yeah. So even Alistair, as a four-year-old, you pick up on the fact that that blood doesn't look like real blood. It's just orange. Yeah, but it's orange blood. They just put fake blood on somebody. Yeah, and it looks fake. It really does. Yeah. I, so I mean, they put fake blood and then they close their eyes. Yeah, I don't think the gore looks very realistic in this, but that's not really the point. I mean, that's not why you watch this movie for realistic gore and stuff. I think for an independent 1976 creature feature as a, you know, a Jaws on land movie. I think it all serves its purpose incredibly well, especially, you know, the melding of the real bear footage with the guy in bear suit footage. I think the gore being less than realistic is right at home. Uh, you also have language, quite a bit of swearing. I don't recall them and ever using the F word. fighting. And a lot of fighting. That's true. With the police. Oh, with the, I mean, with the, the park rangers. Yeah. A lot of fight. Like, remember those two guys are yelling at each other? 
Yeah, they are. Yeah. So there is a fair amount of fighting between people as well. No, just two guys fighting over stuff. Yeah, it's the... The fighting over what... The head park ranger fighting with the bureaucrat over whether or not they should close the park. So they say, I should do it, I should do it, I should do it. And then they like say, who should do it or I should do it. Who should do it or what they should do. We'll close it or not close it. Very much like in Jaws. But yeah, so you have gore, you have some language. Uh, there is one scene where a character who is a veteran of the Vietnam War talks about how during the war they used derogatory words for Vietnamese soldiers to help dehumanize those soldiers, those combatants. That you might find problematic as well. Al actually wasn't paying attention during that scene, so <laughs> that proved I, to be pretty uh, helpful. I? Wasn't I paying attention to? Don't worry about it. But that's all of the potentially problematic things. So if your kids can't handle any gore, even orange blood gore, maybe not for them. If you worry about your kid hearing language, then this is maybe not the movie for them either. But the movie is, I want to note, rated PG. Okay, this is 1976 PG when people who made movies and did these ratings assumed that parents were actually going to give their kids some kind of guidance. This isn't PG today where you could leave your kid in front of the movie and just walk out of the room. This is 1976 PG where you do need parental guidance. So do watch this movie with your kids. Don't leave them to watch it by themselves. Actually give them that parental guidance. Nowadays, the movie would be rated... PG-13? It was almost like two words the both movie was the bear movie and the tomato funny movie, but there's not a war in the bear movie. It sounds like there's war. There's a bunch of people, but it's not like a war. They're not fighting. It's, yeah, they send in a bunch of hunters to try to take out the bear, but it's kind of the bear versus an army of humans. Yeah, but it doesn't work the they can't find the bear a lot. Only one person finds the bear. Yeah, and when one person finds the bear, what does the bear do to that one person? Makes him go away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they Chases can't. that one guy out of the woods. He chases them into the water. The bear also, at one point, almost kills a kid. Yeah, he even chops his leg off, but two person stays alive when there's still blood. Yeah, two people who get attacked by the bear live, which is the one guy who's the hunter, and then this kid. Uh, but I was surprised that the kid almost got killed in this movie. When the bear attacks the kid, that's pretty hardcore. If this bear was real, in real life, the bear wouldn't have those hang-ups about killing kids. It would. It would attack children. So we see that in the movie, and that's pretty amazing to see from uh, Girdler and Sheldon and uh, Sheldon's co-writer that they went ahead and put that in the movie because that shows some honesty. It was just the kid who was petting the rabbit. That's it. Why should the bear attack when it was not even hunting it or doing anything? In real life, Alistair, bears don't do that. But this movie is about a bear that does. This bear is a really smart monster bear. This isn't a real bear we're talking about, because no. bears don't behave like this in real life. No. Bears are just bears. Yeah, bears have to be provoked. You have to be in their territory. You have to be near their children. You have to be messing with them when they're trying to eat, something like that. Then bears might attack human beings. They might make some blood, or they might kill you, or they might like mess you up. But this bear in Grizzly is malicious. 
It actually attacks just to attack. It's、yes. a monster bear. The monster bear eats other bears. Yeah, and this bear eats other bears. It eats a cub. I think it was like seven years old. You think it was seven years old? It's pretty specific. The bear sometimes picks up people. With the kitty, picks up the people, picks up the kid. Does he pick up anybody else? Yeah, but they get killed. Yeah, pretty much everybody else who gets picked up by the bear gets killed. There's even one crazy shot where the bear picks up this woman and is kind of swinging her from side to side. But they filmed it upside down so that her hair is like kind of hanging upwards, and they just cut to it really, really fast. So you kind of don't have time to let your brain process that. And it's really eerie to see her hair hanging up like that and her screaming. Well, that's spooky stuff. He's very strong. Grizzly bears are strong. Yeah, and this one is not your average grizzly bear. This is a grizzly bear that is 15 feet tall. This is huge. They say it weighs like between 2,000 and 3,000 pounds. It's not a real grizzly bear. It's just like a mad grizzly bear. Grizzly bears. Can stand up smaller than that, but that's even gianter than a regular grizzly bear. Yeah, and that's what makes this a monster one. And when it heals, the gun just runs away because it's small. Oh, it it is. It's super smart. That's worth talking about too. You're right because they try to set up these traps for the bear, but they don't work because the bear no. understands that they're trying to catch it, and so they put up this. No, it just heals the gun. Yeah, exactly. It runs away. They put up this deer. They hang a deer from a tree, trying to lure the bear out. And as the bear is approaching, one of the guys cocks his rifle. In that tiny sound of the cocking of the rifle, the bear hears it and knows what's going to happen. So it runs away. Super smart bear. Then they're running after the bear with the guns. So I guess I guess we're at the end of the movie, huh? At the end. So we can talk about the climax a little bit, right? So yeah. Oh, you want to start? I like when they see the bear, and they come in, but they don't see the bear. They just see the guy coming. You mean when they see the mountain man, like the the guy、That's、who lives a, out in the woods? Yeah. He's kind of our expert on bears. And what happens with him at the end of the movie? Buries him, but he's still alive. Yeah, he gets buried by that bear. And what happened though before that? Remember, he was riding a horse. What、yeah. happened to that horse? His head chopped off. It's got, crazy. It's a bear, and it's cute, but it's deadly, and it chops off animals' heads. It's the craziest shot because the bear, which is you know like any bear, has curved claws on its toes, right? Swings its paw. And this horse's head comes off like it had been chopped off with a katana, and so you see this, you know, fake horse head go flying across a shot with this perfectly severed neck. Again, if you've not seen this movie, we're going to get to the ending, and everything in the climax gets just crazier. So if you haven't watched it, and this sounds at all like something you want to see, don't spoil the ending by listening to us talk about it first, because what happens in the ending is amazing. Yeah, it's when they shoot it with a bazooka and it blows up. <laughs> oh well, that cat's out of the bag, I guess. Yeah, that's how the movie ends. <laughs> they they shoot it with a bazooka. After our mountain man is done in the movie, our other two heroes track down the bear, and when they spot it, they land the helicopter. And what does it do to the helicopter? It does nothing. 
The guy just whips the windows off to get the guns. No, but first, right? They land, and the one guy, like with the cowboy hat, gets out,、mm-hmm. and he starts shooting at the bear. Yeah. Right, and then our oh, our hero I, Kelly is still in the helicopter. And what happens to the helicopter once the, when they're in it after they land? At the end of the movie, they're shooting the bear. Yeah, so they're shooting the bear after they get out of the helicopter. But when they land the helicopter, there's this great shot where the helicopter pilot, who's the guy with the cowboy hat, the pilot goes to open his door, and the bear's right outside the door. And it's not a real bear; it's a guy in a bear costume, and that's the most clear shot we get of the bear costume. But the bear then spins the helicopter; it just kind of spins the thing like a top, and it throws the pilot out. And then Kelly, our park ranger hero, is stuck inside the helicopter while the other guy's shooting at it. Then he lands the helicopter and he gets out, and then he shoots it. Then when he runs out of bullets, he goes in and shoots the bear with a bazooka. <laughs> Yeah, that's a condensed version of the ending of the movie. It's amazing. They're shooting at the bear. One guy runs out of bullets, so he starts hitting the bear with the end of his rifle. And then he gets killed, and then the other guy shoots him. Then he gets the bazooka. Now, this isn't the first time I've seen the movie by any means. I've seen it, I think, two other times, and I somehow totally forgot about the bazooka. I don't know how, because that's amazing. That's clearly why I loved the movie the other times I saw it. That's crazy! You watched it two times and you can't remember the ending. I that's, know. That's crazy. I think the first time I might not have seen the ending though, and the other time I watched it was maybe a year ago or so. But yeah, I totally forgot the bazooka, and they take this bazooka with them, and I was like, "Did they use a bazooka? Really?" Sure enough, man, they vaporize this freaking bear. Yeah, they explode it, and then we see fire, but no bear. Yeah, it's amazing because the bear's like fifteen feet tall, three thousand pound bear. He shoots this thing with a bazooka, and all that's left is a flaming crater. Like、yeah. that thing is gone. That's crazy. A one bazooka, one hit on a giant bear, killed with fire. That's crazy. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh man, it's an incredible climax, isn't it? Oh yes, it is. And it's like six minutes. That last six minutes of the movies is bananas. It's so giant, and I'm not seeing a bear that's got suit with a bazooka that's that big. <laughs> that's a good point. I've never seen a bear shot with a bazooka any other time. That's the only movie that has a bear that's shot with a bazooka. Man, it's amazing. That bear is amazing. It even opens its mouth. One of my favorite scenes with the whole body of the bear is actually earlier in the movie when it knocks down that.、Um, oh, when knocks it knocks down, down the tower. The, yeah, I was gonna say that, and then the guy gets killed by the tower. Oh no, that's gets, ooh, that's brutal, huh? He just gets washed. By、oh, no. the tower, it's so tall, and and the bear like breaks. He like shakes it, and then it breaks. Then it falls right on his head. Yeah, the guy、and、falls out of this tower. It's bad. Ooh. He hits his head on the ground. Yeah. He hits his back in the head, and then it keeps bleeding. Yeah, he's got that orange blood all over yeah. him. Yeah. And when the other park rangers show up, do you remember your comment? Yeah. What did you say? Too late. <laughs> Too late. 
So I got a question for you, Al. Yeah. Would you recommend this movie to people? Everybody. Why should everybody watch it? Because it's, it's the best movie. Oh, this is the best movie? I thought Dracula was the best no, movie. No, there's two best movies, I oh, think. So this is, this is as good as Dracula for you? That's fine. That's fine. Yes. So what makes it one of the best movies? Like, convince people, convince our listeners, right? Our listeners want to know why they should see it, you know? Why Why do you think they should watch it? What's the stuff in there that makes it worth watching? It's because I like that you don't see the bail into a long time, and that's why I want everybody to watch it. And that's what makes this spooky, right? Yeah. It makes a monster bail. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that monster bear. Let's talk about... Grizzly's beastly best. I like when the grizzly just makes the guy go away. Sure, when the hunter escapes? Yeah. I have two more. Oh, okay. Well, let's hear your two more. So, my next beastly best is when, like, all the hunters are running for the bear, but only one guy finds the bear. Mm-hmm. Now I have the last one. I like when, like, we see the... Bear's mouth open, like roaring, almost like a, almost like dinosaurs do. Oh, when the bear's just roaring into the camera, ah. yeah. Like roaring like dinosaurs do in the past. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's an ancient bear, so why not? My choice for Beastly Best is sort of a multiple scene choice. I don't think it's any one scene. I like any time we see that guy in the bear suit. I love that stuff. That's what initially made me really enjoy this movie. Seeing the guy's arm in the, you know, the bear suit. Seeing the whole guy in the bear suit by the helicopter. What's your question, buddy? That was one of my favorite parts when we see the human bear parts, too. That was one of my favorite parts, too. Yeah, whenever we see the human in the bear costume, that's great stuff. I love the bear paw. Like the bear paw glove. That's great. But most of all, when we see the bear outside the helicopter, that's hysterical. That is like a Luferigno Hercules level bear costume. With Beastly Best out of the way, I think we should probably figure out what time it is. It's time to get spooked. I think that is the time. I think the spookiest part for me is we see the bear's neck but not the head, and we see, like, both of the claws. And I think the claws is the scariest thing for me. That would be during the scene where the hunter gets attacked, the guy who gets away. I think that's the first time we see the bear's, like, full bear body. We don't see its head, but we just see from its neck down and its claws. I think that's the scene. So that's your beastly best and your get spooked moment, huh? One of them. Hmm. So you got more get spooked moments? I have six ones. (laughs) Six get spooked moments? Well, how about you pick maybe just the couple best ones? Let's hear the couple best. Four more. Okay, four more. Four out of six. Okay, let's hear them. This is going to be spooky for both of us. Ooh, then let me hear it. It's when we see the arm fly off the lady. That is pretty startling. In the rest of the movie, we don't see arms fly off anybody. That's true. Just the horse's head. Horse head in a lady's arm. That's all we see. Three more. So, 
In my mind, when we see the lady flip upside down, it feels like the bear's standing not upside down in my mind. In my mind, it feels like the bear's standing up. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to feel. Absolutely. So yeah. that worked. It worked on my mind. Probably worked on your mind, too. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great effect. It's like trying to make us feel like it's standing up, but it's upside down. It's tricking us. Mm-hmm. I got two more. Let's hear them. I like when we see, like, the lady hide behind, but she doesn't know the bear can scrape through there, but I know that bears can scrape through, like, bricks or, like, walls or, or wood. Yeah, and it's a pretty flimsy little shack she hides in. I only got one more. I like when we see in the eyes of the bear. So the bear vision? Yeah, we see the bear, see that lady. Oh, just seeing the bear watching somebody? That is spooky. That's what it's meant to do. Yeah. You know, so that we know there's a bear there, but we can't see it. We only know that the bear is looking at the person, a person who doesn't see the bear. That's what makes that an effective trick. Every time we see the bear looking at people, everybody doesn't know they're looking. That's all I have. That's all you have? Well, okay. I think that your Get Spooked moments also cover my spookiest moment, which I think is also the scene in which the bear kills the first two women, right? We don't know what's going on. It's the first time we've seen the bear do anything. It's the first time we get to see anything really happening in the movie that's meant to be spooky. And I think that's really effective because it does combine what you were talking about. The shock of the sudden amputation of the arm. The bear vision, where we know the women are being watched by the bear, but we don't get to see the bear itself. And also the bear bursting through the wall. I think all those things combined to create a really nicely spooky scene. No bear can make a hunter go away from it. I don't think that's true. I think a lot of hunters, if they were being chased by a bear, would run away. So now that we've gotten spooked, I think it's time to talk a little bit of monstrous minutiae. Do we do monster minutia already? Not yet. Did you have anything for monstrous minutiae? I think I have, like, three. Whoa, three things? Okay. What are the three weird little things you spotted? I spotted this. Why did we see the legs running two times? They did, it appears, recycle some footage. I think you're correct. When they when we see the bare legs running, they were pretty clearly usually shot all at one time. Yeah, I agree. That is a weird little thing. So, Good eye. So it like made it go, then it cut away to the other legs again. Yeah, like way later in the movie, too. Yeah, I think every time we see the bear's legs running, I think those were all shot at one time. Yeah. And and they may have been the same shot, for all I know. So, my next one is, why did the lady go behind the wood when she knows bears can break through wood? Well, she's just scared. You know, she doesn't know what else to do. So she runs and hides, hoping the bear won't find her. But he can see you. Yeah, he is watching her the whole time. That's true. That's why she should watch the bear and that she should do something where the bear could not find her. Like hide, sure. hide it in a restaurant, hide it in the basement of a restaurant or a building or something. 
Well, were there buildings and restaurants with basements around there? How? No, she's in the middle of a national park, man. You don't have any of that kind of industry or residential buildup. So she really didn't have many options. That's weird. That is weird. Anything else you want to say about Grizzly? No. All right. Well, Al, why don't you sign us out? Thank you for listening to CadaverCast. I'm Al Burnham. And I'm his dad, Jeff Burnham. You can find us on Twitter at Cadaver underscore cast. You can find us on Facebook at CadaverCast. That's one word. Or send us an email at CadaverCast, again, one word, at gmail.com. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, guys. I'm not deadly.